Next on Inside Indiana Business, the past, present, and future intersecting in Hamilton County's oldest city. A new state-of-the-art arena, one of the anchors for growth in Noblesville. Plus, Indiana innovation leading to a more effective way to deliver CPR. The Indianapolis startup and its groundbreaking device that could save lives. To any event that would have Boy Scouts and ice cream socials, he worked harder than his opponents did. Well, I'm glad you're glad it's over, aren't you, Bobby? I am, Dad. The latest look back on the life of JFK through the eyes of a 23-year-old Carmel filmmaker and director. How the young artist brought the story to life in a new History Channel documentary. For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from the city of Noblesville, the county seat of Hamilton County. This is Hamilton County's oldest city, and a stroll around the city's historic downtown square reveals a community rich in history and also committed to preserving that heritage. But the winds of change are blowing here. And like its high growth neighbors, Fishers, Carmel, and Westfield, Noblesville is embracing an ambitious plan to shape its future. One, two, three. All right. Ground was broken this week for the Noblesville Event Center, a 3,400 seat arena that will be the future home for the Indiana Pacers G League team in addition to entertainment, meetings, and other sporting events. And part of a much bigger picture here, the arena is a signature anchor for Innovation Mile, a 600-acre live-work-play development along I-69 that already includes a Borg Warner Research Center and the $28 million Joint Replacement Institute. To be here at the foot of Innovation Mile and the home of entrepreneurial companies and companies that are looking to innovate and do things differently could be more consistent with what we're trying to do with the G League. Noblesville Mayor Chris Jensen says as the city celebrates its 200th birthday, year when it was at its original location, the time is right to chart the future with big ideas. At the end of the day, we've seen what communities can do when they play in this space. And at the end of the day, this is going to bring tens of millions of dollars of annual economic impact to Noblesville, which is thus going to continue to buoy Hamilton County's growth and Central Indiana's growth. So we're certainly going to have some stake in the game. And basketball, in my opinion, in the Hoosier State is a great place to start. Our downtown square with the White River running through it is the bread and butter of our community. Out on the east side, where the Pacers are going to be calling home, is really an opportunity for innovation, for growth, for entertainment. I believe we can have both of those in Noblesville while maintaining our historic core, which is what everyone loves about our community. Jensen says Noblesville's next chapter is about competing for investment and talent, and he knows his city is not alone. There are other communities that are in this space with us. We have all sat down and thought about that strategically. Our arena is a different size than maybe our neighbor's arena as they attract different amenities there. So. Indianapolis and Central Indiana has to start thinking like a region. This isn't Noblesville versus Fishers versus Westfield and so on. This is Central Indiana competing around the Midwest and around the country and globally. Well, Mayor Jensen mentioned others in the region in the sports game. Less than 10 miles to the east of here, construction continues on a 200,000 square foot sports and event arena in Fishers. 
the $170 million venue, which will be able to seat up to 8,500, will be home to the Indy Fuel hockey franchise, as well as a new indoor football league team, both owned by Fuel owner Jim Hallett. Construction on the Fishers Event Center expected to be complete at this time next year. Well, coming up next, I will be back in studio with a look at a device that is transforming the way CPR is delivered. In the business of health, meet the entrepreneur, physician, and engineer of Indianapolis-based startup Compact Medical, who says they've created a smarter CPR device and see how it works. Gary, it is your buddy, Pete the Planner, uh, Peter Dunn. In fact, when I was on your show, the first television show I was ever on, 2006, January of 2006, I, I was simply Peter Dunn. You've meant so much to me in my career. You've meant so much to Central Indiana and Indiana as a whole in the business community. You are well-respected. Your kindness shines through. Congrats on 25 years. Uh, I hope someday to achieve such a mark as you have. So this is congrats to you and your team. I know that the team really made this possible. Of course, to you, Roz, and the kids as well, because it's a family effort to be able to do this. So thank you for pouring so much into me and my career. I appreciate your friendship uh, and, and your professionalism and your kindness, and I intend on paying it forward to the other young business leaders uh, of Indiana. So congrats, my friend. And uh, let's 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 have some more years. I was gonna say another 25. Seems a bit aggressive. Seems a bit aggressive, but congrats. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank, all rights reserved. An Indianapolis-based medical device startup on a mission to create a smarter CPR just got a million dollars shot in the arm. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta here now with more Kylie. Oh, that's right, Gary. Good news for them. The National Science Foundation just awarded the startup a $1 million phase two grant to help commercialize its device called the Butterfly BVM. Most people recognize a traditional bag valve mask, or BVM. Medical staff squeeze the bag by hand to help a patient breathe. But the device has hardly changed since its invention in the 1950s and can inadvertently cause the patient serious harm. Dr. Jonathan Merrill and Adam Scott co-founded Compact Medical to launch the Butterfly BVM for what they call Smarter CPR. Traditional BVMs can inadvertently deliver too much air or pressure based on how the lifesaver squeezes the bag, which can cause a popped lung. The startup says two dials on the Butterfly BVM are groundbreaking. One dial selects from 13 settings ranging from infant to adult to deliver the correct amount of air. The second dial also keeps pressure in a safe zone. To manufacture the device, which open and closes like butterfly wings, the startup is partnering with the Hope Center Indy, a faith-based not-for-profit for women escaping human trafficking. Women who are living on the campus and learning job skills will assemble the Butterfly BVM, which the startup says is a meaningful way to bring its product to market. We certainly had the option to, to choose a different contract, contract manufacturer in the state and create high-paying jobs there too. But uh, to me, it's particularly meaningful to think that there's going to be someone coming from a truly desperate and, and terrible situation in life 
who can now build the butterfly BVM and get paid a very good wage doing it and build her resume and get ready to, to then go on to whatever the next thing is in, in her life. To me, that's just, it's just fantastic. EMS World Magazine recently named the device as a finalist for an award that recognizes new products that have the potential to transform EMS care. An Indianapolis-based life sciences consulting firm founded by two former Eli Lilly and company employees has been acquired. The IBJ reporting Milwaukee-based Versity, a not-for-profit specializing in blood health services, acquired Pearl Pathways. It was founded in 2010 and provides research, regulatory, quality compliance, and product development consulting services for drug, biologic, and medical device companies. Pearl Pathways is located just a few blocks from Lilly headquarters and has 17 full-time employees and more than 20 active contractors. In July, Versity acquired Fishers-based Quantigen, a contract research company with 46 employees that develops diagnostic tests and medical devices for the pharmaceutical and biotech industry. Two researchers at the Indiana University Melvin and Bren Simon Comprehensive Cancer Center will be able to continue their research thanks to a big grant. A five-year, $2.4 million grant from the National Cancer Institute will be used to explore new therapies that target the critical pathways pancreatic tumors use to survive. The research will predict new therapy combinations and move the best therapies toward clinical trials. The researchers have collaborated for more than 20 years and developed drugs and therapies being used to treat people with pancreatic cancer. Those patients are living longer after their diagnosis, but the disease still has a five-year survival rate of just 12%. Now, Kyle, I got a chance to meet the Butterfly BVM folks uh, at the Rally Innovation Conference, uh, the Elevate Ventures Conference. Uh, neat company, neat idea. And as I understand it, they recently got a surprise boost from TikTok. Yes, okay, TikTok of all places. The founder didn't even have TikTok. He yeah. was on his way to the airport and his phone started exploding uh, and he couldn't figure out why. Everyone kept yeah. saying they saw him on TikTok. They were at an EMS World Conference and a paramedic influencer of sorts picked their device out of the entire conference, posted a video about it, kind of explaining what it did, and his phone just blew up. Their website traffic, Butterfly BVM, yeah. went up 800 times. Wow. in one day. And he said traffic has continued to stay high. So, you know, something you didn't plan, couldn't have predicted, yeah. but really is benefiting and, them. And, you know, the mechanics obviously have to work and they do, but it's, it's, it's people understand it. I mean, I think they look at it and they see it and it makes sense. Right. It does make sense. And if you think about, I've heard this a lot on another device I covered recently, it's stayed the same since yeah. the 1950s. And he just says we can do better. He is a medical doctor. He sees patients, pediatric mm -hmm. patients in Indy. And uh, he's just really excited to get this out in the field. And it will probably go to paramedics first. He says wow. they're the most ready mm -hmm. for it, which is interesting that, that the TikTok influencer is followed by paramedics across the country. Good stuff. Thanks, Kyle. Yep. Well, Indiana in the path of a celestial spectacle, the solar eclipse coming up next April, how it could add big tourism dollars and what Hoosier communities are doing to prepare. We'll build it and they will come and they are in Boone County in this week's IBJ. An in-depth look at the domino effect of the housing boom coming to Lebanon as uh, with uh, the LEAP District, the LEAP Innovation District there is taking shape.
Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, a lot of big news out of southern Indiana this week. Around Indiana reporter Mary Rachel Redman here with more. Mary Rachel. Well, Gary, Southern Indiana looking to cash in big time on a rare and what some might just call out of this world experience. I'm talking, of course, about the great North American eclipse that will happen on April 8th this spring. And it's expected to be quite the tourist attraction. Oh, this is just unbelievable. The sights and sounds of the 2017 total solar eclipse from Madras, Oregon, that saw hundreds of thousands of eclipse seekers from around the world flood the tiny town of under 7,000 to witness the celestial event that lasted no more than two minutes, but raked in millions for its local businesses. Now Southwest Indiana looking to do the same with its prime location to witness the 2024 solar eclipse. Regional leaders gearing up to host as many as a million visitors that are expected to come to the state to check it out. The University of Evansville and the University of Southern Indiana holding events to celebrate the eclipse. Vincennes will have the most extended period of totality in the state. The event so important to the city, Knox County has hired an eclipse director. And from looking up at the sky to now having more options to fly. Hopping on a nonstop from Evansville to Orlando at an affordable price, arriving just in time for spring break. Utah-based low-cost carrier Breeze Airways announcing it will offer flights to Orlando out of Evansville starting in February. The cost? $49 if travelers buy tickets before November 14th. Breeze was founded by JetBlue founder David Nealman and has been operating since 2021. Just 20 miles east of Evansville, the city of Boonville getting a big-time boost with plans for a $75 million mixed-use development called The Edge that will feature a 140-room hotel, event center, retail, and condominiums. The project expected to create 100 jobs. A Vincennes-based startup is putting its money where its roots are. Agro Renew planning to build an $83 million processing facility in Knox County designed to turn food waste into eco-friendly bioplastics. Two companies with Indiana ties coming together over a bottle of wine. Fishers-based Arta Glass renewing its partnership with Oliver Winery in Bloomington to manufacture most of its wine bottles. Arta has facilities in several Indiana communities, including Dunkirk and Winchester. Now to northern Indiana, where layoffs could be coming for workers at Dwyer Instruments. Wakarusa-based Dwyer Instruments announcing plans to close its facility there, which could put 55 people out of jobs. New ownership for two companies in Fort Wayne. Michigan-based Hazinga buying Adaptech Systems, an engineering automation firm, and electronic manufacturer API Alliance. Big growth on a global scale in Johnson County. Switzerland-based Indresen Hauser breaking ground on a $51 million expansion at its U.S. headquarters in Greenwood. The industrial equipment supplier expanding to house its projects and solutions unit as well as space for early education and workforce development. The building will eventually house nearly 200 employees. Indiana farmers feeling better about crops and finances. Purdue and the CME Group's October survey showing nearly two-thirds of farmers expect land values to go up over the next five years. And Rose Holman in Terre Haute, one of only a dozen schools selected to compete in the National Battery Workforce Challenge. It's part of a program to put more workers in the growing EV industry.
And best of luck to Rose Holman. Absolutely. Gary. Lots of news from around Indiana. Thanks. Yes. All right. Well, coming up next, a new documentary on JFK and the young Hoosier talent behind it. What was it about that guy? Meet the 23-year-old Carmel director bringing a different twist to John F. Kennedy's life to the younger generation. It's time now to go inside innovation. In Northwest Indiana, the Quantum Corridor is taking a big leap forward, and that could have seismic implications for the region and beyond. The corridor now links a data center in downtown Chicago with a data center in Hammond. It's a 12-mile stretch, providing fiber optic speed that supporters say is 1,000 times faster than traditional networks. It is viewed as a big moment for a public-private partnership that was created two years ago with the state of Indiana to fuel tech innovators, business, and academic researchers by utilizing ultimately some 260 miles of new and existing fiber buried beneath the Indiana toll road. Best road in the, in the, in the United States in the very near future is going to be the Indiana toll road because we're underneath our fibers underneath the toll road. And we're going to be, we're going to have access and the ability to access the toll road in ways that weren't possible before. Central Indiana is really making a big pitch for life sciences. Uh, Purdue university really wants to be a national leader in these sorts of things. Um, we're going to help them. We're going to help them connect back to Chicago and the scientists that are there in Chicago and in other places in the Midwest. We want to figure out a way to, to broaden it and um, and go to South Bend, go to West Lafayette, go to Bloomington, go to the military installations here. And that's what we want to do. The idea is to bring scientists to Indiana to have them do their research here. And Dockage tells me the first transmissions of the quantum corridor achieved a speed of, get this, 500 times faster than the blink of an eye. Pretty amazing. Well, a lesson we learned on uh, the next Business and Beyond podcast, don't doubt the talents of a young entrepreneur, a 20-something so curious and passionate about history that he uses his talents to create must-see documentaries about events that happened way before he was born. We found him. His name, Ashton Gleckman, a 23-year-old musician and filmmaker, yeah, that's right, 23 years old, from Carmel. He's already got three documentaries under his belt, but this next one, which focuses more on the life and less about the death of JFK, launches this weekend on the History Channel. Ashton on what he learned during the filming. He does strike us as a very charismatic, extroverted kind of person. But when you actually dig into his real life and his personality, he was someone that that was at his core an introvert. He liked he famously you know, said this at a dinner party in January 1960. I prefer being on a plane reading a book not, instead of talking to the person next to me. I prefer eating dinner at my house and going out to a restaurant. Um, he was someone that literally could spend days just immersed in books, reading book after book after book. He was a speed reader, so he basically would get through 10 newspapers every single morning. So this was someone that even though he had a remarkable skill for people, he also loved spending time alone. 
The Kennedy documentary uh, premieres November 18th. It begins November 18th on the History Channel. Much more fascinating conversation with Ashton Gleckman on the next edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. You can find it starting Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Inside Indiana Business. We leave you with a look at LaPorte, the county seat, of course, of LaPorte County. Enjoy the weekend exploring some of Indiana's fall favorites. Did you know that LaPorte got its nickname as the Maple City because of all the maple trees that were planted in the historic district in the city? And it is where the first medical school in the entire Midwest was established. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.